Hello, hello there. My name is Rory, my co-host Corey. We are The Real Guys, and this is The Real Show with two ears. Today, it's an episode I've been really looking forward to, so we're just going to jump right into it. I'm with my co-host Corey. How are you doing today, Corey? I'm doing very well, thank you. As always, you can watch our YouTube video version or listen to us on Amazon, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter, uh, The Real Show, at uh, Real Show FM, yeah. at, at The Real Show FM. Correct. We post our episodes and other fun stuff, sometimes. <laughs> Well, I can be bothered. When we can, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Funny, funny enough, I didn't give that intro on our last episode, so sorry about that, people who, who listened to our Bad Batch Season 2 review. I didn't do the other plugging, but we're here to do the plugging because it's Episode 2, Attack of the Clones. We're in a Star Wars uh, review mode, Corey, Correct. because it's uh, the month of Star Wars. It's May, and we always review Star Wars in the month of May. It's a little tradition we like. We do. May um, is Star Wars month, as I say. It is. And Obviously, last year, Phantom last Menace. Last year, we did the Phantom Menace. Last year, last uh, May, we did the Phantom Menace. This year, we're doing Attack of the Clones. Exactly. It'll take the next, I don't know, seven months, seven years, sorry, to do the rest of the, do the, rest of the Star Wars films. Uh, you say that. one every year. If, yeah, if, if we do it every year, then yes. Unless we, unless we manage to do Revenge of the Sith before this month is done. Uh, when is the uh, like sequel film coming out? Has it got a release date yet? The one with Ray, where she reforms. I'm her? I'm not sure. Because if that has a release date, we may end up watching all of them before then, and then covering. Then we'll that, be ready. Yeah, then, then we'll be all film. caught up. For Attack of the Clones, we both had. Now, Corey's literally watched it very recently, last night, I believe. I did. May well, the 4th. As of recording this, yeah, May the fourth. I didn't do that. I watched it about a week ago because I knew about what we were doing. Go. Anyway. The crawl for this film. Would you like to hear it? Sure. There is unrest. We did in the, this last time as well. There is unrest <laughs> in the Galactic Senate. That's the that's the line that hooks you. There is unrest in that. There's not. There's not. There's not like discourse. There's not a hubbub. There's not a. There's not a. You know, a tragedy. There's not a, a heavy discussion. There's unrest in the Galactic Senate. Several thousand solar systems have declared their intentions to leave the Republic. The Separatist movement, under the leader of the mysterious Count Dooku, has made it difficult for the limited number of Jedi Knights to maintain peace and order in the galaxy. Senator Amidala, the former Queen of Naboo, has returned to the Galactic Senate to vote on the critical issue of creating an ARMY OF THE REPUBLIC, all caps, to assist the overwhelmed Jedi. Then we go to Coruscant Sky and we see the turning spaceship of the Naboo... Oh, it's Wow, if people, people, there's people around who don't like Attack of the Clones, mm. and I'm not one of those people. I'm gonna say I really like Attack of the Clones. The prequel Star Wars is my Star Wars, and we're gonna get into it today. Yeah, oh, indeed. I, I kind of fall with you. I think on that one. I say I could also do quite like Attack of the Clones, mm. but I quite like the prequels in all honesty. We're met with uh, all our favorite heroes are back. Ewan McGregor as Obi Wan Kenobi. Great. Hayden Christensen is first for the first time as Anakin Skywalker. True. We have Padme Amidala. Natalie Portman's back again. Sheev Chancellor, now Supreme Chancellor Palpatine, played by Ian McDermott. Yoda's back as Frank Oz. We've got Jimmy Smits, Bail Organa. We've got um, Ponella August as Smee Skywalker. Ahmed Best, Jar Jar Binks. We've got Tamora Morrison, Django Fett, and all the clone troopers. We've got Anthony Daniels, he's back as C-3PO. We've got Silas Carson as Ki-Adi Mundi and uh, Newt Gunray. We've got Kenny Baker back in the R2-D2 uh, costume. And, of course, Christopher Lee as Count Dooku. And Samuel L. Jackson as Jedi Master Mace Windu. Correct. Full line-up of cast here, Corey. Good old Mace Windy. Good old Mace Windu. Mace Windu, big... We love a good bit of Mace Windu, don't we? Here we do indeed. 
Mace Windu, this party's over. And of the great Mace Windu lines. <laughs> and of the great Mace Windu lines. Of the great Mace Windu lines, yeah. Of the great Mace Windu lines. So there's unrest in the Galactic Senate. There's a military creation act. The Republic needs an army to fight off this overwhelming force of the separatists. Yep. There's a whispers of a separatist movement being led by a former Jedi, Count Dooku. And to investigate this, they've tasked Obi-Wan and Anakin with protecting the, uh, the, the senator from an assassination attempt, which happens. Uh, a ship blows up. Yep. Her uh, uh, decoy, Corday, is, uh, is killed in the explosion. And she goes, oh, I'm sorry, Padme, I failed you. And uh, Padme's reply should have been, no, you did your job. Your job is to protect me from assassination attempts. Yeah. And that's what you did. So you didn't fail me at all. You did your job, Corday. Sorry. Rest in peace. Yep. She goes back to her apartment, and there it's, it's uh, Jar Jar Binks. And the rest of the uh, Loyalist Committee, Bail Organa, arrive to meet Palpatine. Notice in that room, there's... I, sometimes when I like to watch stars, I think, can I name everyone in this room? And with that Jedi meeting, I could. We've got Yoda, Mace Windu, uh, Kiari Mundi, Plo Koon... Kit Fisto is, is in there. that. Kit Fisto is there. Yes. Luminara Unduli, Barris Offi, Mazameda, and Palpatine. We're all in that room. And I completed my. I love doing that and did Star Wars. Can I name everyone in that room? Sometimes it gets harder, but you know. Can I also point out in the very, very Star Wars film where we see the uh, ships blow up? Is this about Kit Fisto? No. Okay. No, no, no. This is, this is right at the start no. where the ships blow up. Captain Typho was there as well. I played by Jay Lagarde. No, everyone is supposed to be like shocked. Oh, what's happening? What's that? That's very sad because the Naboo Starfire just slowly falls off. Yeah. Oh, you notice that? Yeah. It's totally. It's, <laughs> it's just like skids. Yeah. And kind of, oh, drops I'm like, off. That's a shame. That's a shame. The N1s are great. You know, I love the design of the N1. It's amazing. I believe we made a video. Top one's five Starfires. It, it, it was my number one. It was your number one. Fun yeah. fact: three of my favorite Starfighters are in this film. Are they? Oh, are they? But, well, the Naboo one is technically. The Geonosian Starfighter is in it as well. And yeah. I believe uh, Obi-Wan's with the ring. Oh, yeah, was on yeah. my list as well. Obi-Wan's Jedi Starfighter, yeah. Because I had a toy of that. Yeah, great. Yeah. With the ring. It was great. Uh, I can't remember what you picked. I know one of mine was the, not X-Wing, but kind of X-Wing one. Uh, mine's the V. I had the V-Wing. No, no, mine are in episode three. Mm. I had... Um, the uh, I had the V wing, I had the Arc one seventy, yeah. and I had the Jedi interceptor. I think. And I also had um, you know, like the 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 Nantex class territorial defense starfighter, yeah. also known as the Geonosian starfighter. You know they pilot, but they pilot it with pheromones, nice with like smells and. and... I also had the um, what are they called? The like ships when you merge them together, where you take one bit of starfighters and you put it with something else. I forgot the name of them. What? The they're called Uglies. Yeah, the sort of kitbash starfighters, yeah. and. The, the bit of also trivia for you. The Nantex class starfighter was developed by the Hoppola Parsa Tisk Shipwrights Collective as the Nantex class territorial defense starfighter. Great. It's uh, not, it's ten meters long. It's got a width of uh, one meter. Yep. It's two meters tall. It's equipped with a laser cannon and a tra- tractor beam projector. And it's loyal to the Confederacy of Independent Systems. That's right. Nice. We like, you know, also I like from the um, from the Genosians. I like Count Dooku's Solar Sailor. That's a great ship as well. Also in this, um, we get the uh, Republic, the first appearance of the Republic gunship. Yeah. Which is the LA-80 Low Altitude Assault Transport. And me and Corey debated this as well. The very name of this film, Attack of the Clones. Mm-hmm. We said it was like, you know, there's the serials like Empire Strikes Back, A New Hope, Return of the Jedi, various sort of serial titles. But it's not really an attack, yeah. in my thought. It's more of an assault of the clones. Because attack implies sort of evil intent. 
Like you're attacking someone. Yeah. But an assault is like, is you're making a, a military assault, so it should be assault of the clones. Just a personal thing. <laughs> Slow. Just put that in there. Just, yeah, just, just put that in there. Who put stood out to you today on this, uh, on, 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 in this film? Who stood out to you? Ooh. Like a bit of Obi-Wan? Uh, I mean, Obi-Wan was good. Obviously, I'll let you mention this is the first time I get old Anakin. Old, yep. Old, I hated Christmas old Anakin. Whenever you look back at the prequels, it's mm. normally the uh, brunt of the jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like sand. I don't like sand. And it gets I said, <laughs> George Lucas isn't great at writing. He's not, I always said that George Lucas is an ideas on a concept guy. He's not yeah. really a right dialogue kind of guy. And this is what we get in this film, a lot of this. A lot of like, I remember writing a note down where it said, these characters aren't talking to each other. They're, wait, they're, they're waiting to stop talking so the other one can start talking. Yeah. It's like, when right, Anakin and Padme are in their apartment, right? Yep. And Padme's like, um, I need to be, I need to be, I don't want to leave the capital. I don't want to, I want to make sure I'm here when the military creation act's decided. I'm the leader of the opposition in the Senate. I need to make sure, also, they say leader of the opposition, meaning there's other political parties. Or, I assumed it was opposition to the Military Creation Act. Yeah. Because she's the leader of the delegation of, um, of 2000, which is the Loyalist Committee, which is the committee of people who are opposing, you know, war and whatever, pacifistic things like that. Yeah. But she said, I'm the leader of the opposition. I, I have to be here when the, when the, the fate of, the, 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 fate of the, the Army of the Republic is decided. And Anakin suddenly decides to start whining about Obi-Wan. He goes, Obi-Wan's like my father, but he never listens. He's selfish. And then he goes, oh, but he's as wise as Master Yoda and as powerful <laughs> as Master Winnie. Like, well, yeah. Do you hate him or not? What's wrong with you? There's certain parts in this. Obviously, you know, he's this indoctrinated slave child. Yeah who's been brought into this league of monks and can't control his emotions and that kind of thing. There's certain part of, parts to us where I'm like, the dialogue I quite like. Because there's, there's certain parts where I'm like, okay, it's quite quite nice. Okay, part what dialogue lines do you like, Corey? There's a part where Obi-Wan goes running and says, why do I get a feeling you're going to be the death of me? Oh yeah, that's nice. Which he was. Oh, wait, was, <laughs> there's a bit before that, in fact, the very bit before that, where he shows him his lightsaber and he goes, this, he goes, he went in there. He went in there to hide, not to run. Yeah. And Anakin goes, "Yes, master." And then he goes, "Here's your lightsaber. You lost this." And he goes, "Yes, master." And he goes, "Try not to lose it next time." And he goes, "Yes, master." And he goes, "You have to use the." F-. He says along the line, which I still quote to say, he goes, "Use the force, think." Yeah. Well, which one is it, Obi Wan? Am I using the force or am I thinking? I don't know. Is it the same thing? Yeah. Is it different? And then is using the force thinking? And Anakin's response to that is. Yes, master. He says it five times. And I then, think I counted. Uh, immediately followed by him going, where are you going? And he goes, to get a drink. To get a drink. <laughs> and then he says, oh, I feel like you're going to be the death of me. Yes. Which is great, because he has Yes, death. yeah, he is, of course. The other one but... I like is um, when uh, <laughs> when the jumper chase, Anakin takes his shortcut, which doesn't work. Hmm. And then Obi-Wan's like... You lost to... him. He went completely the other way. Well, no, Obi-Wan's trying to have a conversation. Anakin just goes, excuse me, and jumps, jumps off. off yeah. To which Obi-Wan replies, I, I hate when he does this. And it's like, implies imply that, that he's done, done it before. before. Jump off <laughs> multiple the times. airspeed and fly completely <laughs> down to the... Yeah, you know. <laughs> also, Obi-Wan, redeemed Jedi Master, his first action upon seeing the Queen's been assassin- tried yeah. to be assassinated by these droids and these worms is to jump out the window. <laughs> no! Did you realise that? Anakin's like, okay, cool, I've got I've got my little slug thing. Obi-Wan's like, oh, thing. What? <laughs> <laughs> completely through the blinds just through the glass weirdly yeah because I, like I, f- I saw the guy cutting it I was like oh that's a really small hole you're going to fit through that and he went smash yeah. <laughs> like, okay fair enough nice long jump there to grab this droid which is definitely out of reach but fine exactly 
uh, and then he, at one point goes, I don't hate flying. I just, what is it? What you're doing, you're doing is, is suicide. suicide. Yeah. And, then, well, no, he says, and then later on he goes, this is where I hate flying. Yeah, <laughs> he says, I don't mind flying, but what you're doing is suicide. And then during the Django effect, he says, this is why I hate flying. Yeah. I also, again, implies that because he goes, I hate when you do this again when Anakin's going down. Again, to imply that every now and then Anakin just uh, goes flying exactly. to the floor. Oh, and those, those little poison worms, they're called Cohoons. Oh. If you're interested in what their, what their name is. <laughs> Great. Yeah, exactly. Uh, other than that, there's not much where I can think of where I'm like, the dialogue is exceptional. And, the, and if you're wondering, the assassin droid sent to assassinate Padme, the little thing with the glidey. Hmm wings on it it's called ASN-121 nice and it's a modified ASN courier droid nice. used by the Claudite assassin Zam Wessel which you know is the, the female assassin in yes. this film uh, ordered by Django Django Fett as we know Tamura Morrison played yep. Django Fett I pop for him showing up I love a bit of Django Fett I love that conversation where him and Obi-Wan are in Kamino and they're both just lying to each other yeah they're both telling half truths and partial truths they're both they're not being honest it's just have you ever, have you ever been to Coruscant might have have you ever been there recently? Maybe. Have you ever, sh- have you ever shot anyone with a with a Kamino and saber dart? Might have done. It's like it's complete. It's completely like that. Yes. Well, it's one of those things where it's like yes, they, they... they made your way into the interior as far as Coruscant recently. Yeah. Once or twice, possibly. Ever recently, possibly. Then you might know Cipher Diaz. <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like. Uh, they both know. They both know they exactly what it is. But they can't do anything. They can't currently. say anything to each other about it. Yeah. They can't admit, you know. That's why I like that. That's why he goes off into his face goes, I've seen your clones are very impressive. You're very proud. He goes, they'll do their job well. Now, I do. I did want to bring up one thing. Mm. I like Django Fett. I, like, I love Camino. As a character, I like Django Fett. Right. However, in the big final fight scene, he's a bloody idiot. He is a bloody idiot. He's we'll an skip idiot. Forward. We'll skip forward a bit. <laughs> So Django Fett's plan yeah. is to let's go right the Petronaki <laughs> Arena. There's loads of Jedi, loads of battle droids. There's monsters running around. Yep. They're wreaking Acclay and the Nexu. I think ne- Acclay and the Nexu are dead at this point. Yeah, the Reeks are the only ones surviving. The big Rhino thing. So Django Fett decides to fly down from the yep. safety of Count Dooku, wherever mm-hmm. Count Dooku is. Lands on the ground. Mace Windu is co- Mace Windu is coming at him. Uh, I don't know what he. Do- I think he does. He try to shoot him. No, no. He gets ran over by the. Reek. Mace Windu gets hit over. Yeah. Drops his lightsaber. Yeah. To which Jango Fett goes, "I'm gonna die for to it." Grab it <laughs> instead of using his whip cord or using anything like. Yeah. Why does he go for the lightsaber? You've got guns know. on you, Jango Fett. One, you've got guns. You've got a flamethrower. You've got a rocket launcher. Also, Mace Windu has a force. He uses the force. He just grabs it with the force. <laughs> Jango's ran over by the reek after that. Gets point. his jetpack crushed. Gets his jetpack crushed. Jango stands up. He's only got one gun. Yeah. He goes to he goes to shoot Mace Windu's coming at it. By the way, if you notice, Mace Windu is you know people criticize him as Jedi, or whatever. Yeah. But in combat, he can't be touched. No, he can't. Like, he had rumor or not whether Palpatine actually tried to lose the fight in Episode Three, but but Mace Windu definitely had him on the ropes. Mace Windu, when he was blocking those shots, he was deflecting the shots into Battle Droid's heads. Yeah. Did you notice that when he's running at Django and Django's shooting at him? Mace Windu blocks it so perfectly that the shot hits the Battle Droid through the head. He does it twice. I'm like, my goodness, Mace. Badass. Anyway, Mace Windu is running towards him, and Django's trying to shoot, trying to shoot him. Mace Windu just cuts his gun off, yeah. or cuts his hand off, or whatever. Just and just slices it off in one clean yeah. blow, like like he was opening like a screen door to let the dog out. Just whoosh like that. This is also one of those things where I'm like, throughout the whole thing, okay, like, who's who is it? Who's who's assassinating? Mm-hmm. Oh, who is it going to be? And it's Django, you Django Fett, and he's like, oh, okay, Obi Wan's being chased, Obi Wan survived, and it's just like, yeah, just in like two seconds, just like J- by hand Mace spin Windu, move, funk. yeah, hand spin move gets him. <laughs> and also, he tries to activate his jetpack, it doesn't work, doesn't work, and then 
it gets completely sliced up yeah. by mace. Which obviously leads to, oh, here's <laughs> Boba Fett Boba just watching. Fett. Watching it happen, exactly. I like how Dooku has a little slight look on his Dooku face. Has a slight of, of concern. Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's weird because if Django had survived any longer, yeah. he would have to have fight his... He would have to have fought, fought his clones, his yeah. own clones, which is weird. But it's kind of poetic he died then. Yep. And also, no one in the Jedi questioned that the template of the clone army was fighting on the enemy's side. Yeah. But I guess it was just concerned, like, you know, he's a bounty hunter. He probably had another job for Dooku. Yeah. That he wasn't actually, you know, Dooku was the guy that hired him. Because he says he's Darth Tur- I was recruited by a man called Tyrannus, yes. which is uh, Dooku's Sith name, Darth Tyrannus. Which, which we learn at which we learn at the we end do. when he meets Palpatine we in the Coruscant Works District. Um, Another great character in that scene, by the way, Poggle the Lesser. I'm going to bring him up because I really like him. Okay, I thought, I like... I thought this is where Kit Fisto was going to enter the chat. All right, no, Kit Fisto will enter <laughs> chat in a minute. Poggle the Lesser, okay. I think is great. <laughs> look him up. I love him. Okay. He's the leader of the Archduke of the Geonosians, and the reason he doesn't look like any all the, the all the Geonosians have these kind of weird, um, kind of snout bug yep. faces. But Poggle has this big beard. Yes. This, it's kind of like a beard made out of, I don't know, fleshy bone thing. And I, kind of, I really love it. He talks in the weird language. There's like the memes of him going, you know, like that. Yeah. And I I really do. He's like a big grasshopper man. How tall was Poggle the Lesser, if you're interested? Oh. Because uh, I've got someone else to talk about after we talk about Kit Fisto. Okay. But I really like Poggle the Lesser. I think he's a great character. And it was lovely to see him in this film. I was like, it was like seeing an old friend. I was like, six oh, foot. Pog- he's six foot, I think. Oh, Poggle's in this. Everything's right with the world. Now we can talk about Kit Fisto because I know yeah. you're an avid Kit Fisto fan. You're a Kit Fisto enjoyer. Uh, I am. I'm a. I'm a. You're, you're a Fisto head. Sure. sure. I, I, I do like Kit Fisto mainly from Clone Wars. Yeah. Um, he's got his smile. He's in, uh, that was what we're looking for, isn't this, it? Yeah. So. C-3PO, do you want to recount, recount some events for us? Yeah, Corey? so obviously I, I'm fully aware of uh, Kit Fisto in episode 2 not looking so great. Not saying that he episode looks... Episode 3 doesn't look great. Yeah, episode 2 not looks saying fine. he looks better. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but he doesn't look great. Hmm. And he has like two default faces, which is, which is either weirdly like gritting his teeth yeah, yeah. or it's smiling, which gives off the fact that he's like... He, He's a droid and just smiles. It's like he's really, it's like he's really happy he's done something. <laughs> he's happy he's done something. It's like, I did it. I feel like he know. I feel like people have said that Kit Fisto knew that, knew that was C-3PO and did it anyway. It's like, it's like he's really happy that he's done something. Yeah. And it's like, it's Kit Fisto, man. He... Like, I pushed him over. Yay. Yeah. I, I've done something. Also, another line of dialogue, which is somewhat funny, is when after she's got C-3PO's head and C-3PO goes, I'm beside a, myself. I, no, he goes, at first he goes, this is such a drag. Yeah. When he's dragging it, he goes, I can't, I'm quite beside myself. Yes. And then he was yes. beside himself. And like, that's quite good. That I is fun. Yeah, that was fun commentary <laughs> as well. That and the bit where everyone's in the bar and he goes, you don't want to sell me death yes. sticks. He goes, I don't understand. You want to go home and rethink your life. That's funny as well. Um, but no, hello, Kit Fisto, Kit your Fisto's weird great. face. Can, we, can I talk about someone else? Thank you, Clone Wars, for making him better. <laughs> so, can I talk about someone else? Yes. Can I talk about Wat Tambor for a minute? Yeah, I Because we knew Wat Tambor was coming. <laughs> did you see him in the film? Did you see him in the film? I did. Yeah. The Techno Union Army. <laughs> Is that your disposal count? That's... We love what yeah. Tambor here as well. Do indeed. He's voiced. You know who's voiced by? I learned this recently. No, I didn't. He's, in this film, he's voiced by Ben Burt, who's the ah. who's the sound director. 
So that sound, probably made by Ben Burt, is voice coming from Ben yeah. Burt, the guy that voices Wat Tambor. And it's funny because in the Clone Wars, Matthew Wood voices Wat yes. Tambor, and Matthew Wood is the supervising sound director on the Clone Wars. So it's kind of funny, a little little tie in there. But yeah, we like Wat Tambor, former of the Techno Union, yes. Wat Tambor, famous for the 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 video, <laughs> the Techno Union, where he's blasting bass. <laughs> Also in that room is San Hill, yep. who's the guy, you know, the banking clan will sign your treaty. That's San Hill. Yep. He's the, the chairman of the banking clan. There we have, I think her name is Shu, Chu Mai or Shu Mai. She's from the uh, Commerce Guild. And we have Pasol Argente. I know all these guys. No, I'm not, I'm not going to put this up. I know their names. Pasol Argente, who's from the uh, uh, Corporate Alliance, I believe. And then there's a couple of other aliens in there. I'm sure, yep. they've got, I'm sure they also have names as they well. They all do. That's what. That's always my Star Wars line. I'm sure they have names as well because everything does. Yes. Do indeed. And what did you think of uh, some of the action in this film? We've got the great Nick Gillard himself, and even the extras. If you look at the extras, Petra, I tried to for once look in the background of the Star Wars yeah. film because Rick McCallum, the famous Rick McCallum quote, the producer of this film is, "It's so dense. Mm. Everything in there has something going on. Every shot has something going on." And I tried to look in the background to see what I can see in the Petronaki Arena battle. There's so much. There's guys with two lightsabers spinning around. There's guys who are doing like kind of stabbing motions on droids. There's this one guy who does like a, like a roundhouse kick on a droid and then like stabs it in the chest with his lightsaber. I love that kind of stuff. I love looking in the back and seeing what the extras are doing, which is great. I did quite like... Now, again, when, when you think Star Wars, right, and when you think prequels and when you think action scenes you're thinking either Phantom Menace and you're thinking Darth Maul you're mm -hmm. thinking episode 3 where you've got Obi-Wan Kenobi and you've got Anakin who were just going at it on the lava and whatever and the rock and whatever I've got a high ground thing I didn't mind this obviously the, the one that sticks to mind other than the massive battle at the end with everyone in it yeah, is uh, Count Dooku versus Obi-Wan Kenobi slash oh, Anakin yeah. slash Yoda you know what I like I like <laughs> Django versus Obi-Wan on Kamino that's the fight that I like okay it's the Mandalorian armor versus the Jedi it's the first time we ever see that you know yep. it's happened for Millions of years in Star Wars, the Jedi, Mandalorian Civil War, Jedi versus Mandalorian, we never see it, but now we're seeing it. Django's pulling out all this stuff. He's pulling out his blaster pistols. He's pulling out the jetpack. Yep. He uses the jetpack rocket for the first time. You know, Django does a vertical climb up that pole. He's, he's like sideways on it to fire the, to fire the rocket down. Yeah. You know? And he's using this kind of like jagged metal on his gauntlets and stuff. It's not often in Star Wars we get any QC, QCQ, mm. close quarters combat, as they call yeah. it. We don't see any of that, but we do hear... Obi-Wan does like a big kick off the ground. He like, Django like catches his kick and like spins it around. I really like some, the, we don't get many ha much hand to hand in Star Wars. No. Because everyone's got a lightsaber, everyone's got a gun. Or like you know. electric for. Oh, like electric. You know, <laughs> everyone's got lightning powers. Yeah. Everyone's got like a baton or a weapon. They don't get much hand to hand combat in Star Wars. Yeah. So that's what I, this is what I really like. That's what I like to see as well. Also, I, I, I really like Kamino, as you know. I really like the Water World to Poker City. Your characters you recognise from the Bad Batch, Lama Sue and Tong Wei are yep. there as well. I really like Lama Sue as a character. I don't know why, but I think he's cool. He's got a cool design with a head fin and stuff. A two hundred unit, two hundred thousand units are ready with a million more well on the way. That was heavily debated of how what number he actually meant there, because the number of units means there's two hundred thousand clones, but two hundred thousand clones cannot hold down a galaxy with millions of planets. Yeah. So we're we're wondering whether units meant like. A groups like quite a large group by the name unit so that, that was that was debated there and also we mentioned jedi master cypher diaz what mm. do you know about cypher diaz not much 
other than the fact that and originally in the script it was meant to be a Sidious anagram that it was ordered by Sidious the clones yeah. that the Palpatine ordered the clone army but no it was actually ordered by a guy called Cypher Diaz who changed his you know they changed that to be a different character because Obi-Wan says oh well he died 10 years ago even though in, in the Wikipedia article it says that open quotes Obi-Wan was under the impression that Cypher Diaz was killed before that time yeah so it was said that actually Cypher Diaz and Dooku conspired to create the clone army and Cypher Diaz's fate is actually seen in the Clone Wars that he was kidnapped by the Pikes from what I uh, and that Dooku was actually the one that did it and whatever and he led the Kaminoans to think that, that Cypher Diaz was the one that, that ordered the clone army and whatnot. Yeah. So Cypher Diaz was kind of used like a scapegoat by Dooku to say that the Jedi ordered the clone army and really it was him who, who yes. did it and erased Kamino because we see that in Tales of the Jedi. Let's talk about Dooku. Big, yep. big fan here of Christopher Lee. We both are. You haven't done it. Yeah, even though his name is mentioned in the crawl, do you know when Dooku actually appears in the film? Um, Over an hour in. Yeah. This is a two hour and a half film. Yeah, it is. And we don't get the main villain until an hour into the film. Yeah. It's fine. And he's not even doing anything. He's just no. walking around. Yeah. He's walking around talking to these weird aliens. Fine, you've got. Well, not Christopher Lee thought. You've got Palpatine for the when first act. Yeah, exactly. right. you've got <laughs> and you've got Django as yeah. well for the first act. So you've got Palpatine just sat there being like, "Oh, oh, I, wonder... I don't know how much longer I can hold off the vote, my friends." Yeah. More or... and more systems are joining oh. the separatists. Yeah, exactly. I was like, "Oh, this is this is a great danger to me." It's a sat I know exactly who. Exactly. <laughs> I love democracy. <laughs> I love the republic. Yeah. He's just like, oh, I heard about, I've heard about your attempted assassination. Oh, oh yeah. did you? Exactly. Oh, did, oh, no, I love that. I goes, <laughs> oh, I heard about that. He says, what does he say? He says a line like, oh, the thought of losing you yeah. is unbearable. Yeah. Like, you ordered the attack. You ordered the, uh, you ordered the explosion. He's like, Master Yoda. Also, the Jedi are really, really crap, aren't they? Yeah. The J- Mace Windu says, our intelligence points to scrolled spice miners on the moons of Naboo. Now, I looked into this, yeah. and it turns out that the, the Naboo aren't actually great people. That not only did they subjugate the Gungans, but also they subjugated their own mining people on one of, them, on one of their moons. That they were actually... The, the miners on, the, on, on that Naboo moon were trying to unionize, and the Naboo government weren't letting them. Mm. So it turns out that Naboo hates workers' rights. So Padme, I'm on to you. She says she's not a separatist. I think she, what she is is maybe a dictator. Yeah. But no, it's Palpatine. This is great. I love Palpatine. I love Palpatine as well. Ian McDermott kills it. You can yes. tell that when he's on screen, he's having the time of his life. You can tell that he's just killing it every single second on screen. Ian McDermott's an absolute go. I, I, I love Ian McDermott. I think he's fantastic. You know, I saw him once in real life. I was at a Comic-Con I went to. I didn't meet him, but I saw him from across the crowded room. And I was like, oh, there he is. The Senate himself. Uh, Senator Palpatine, Chance Supreme Chancellor Palpatine, or Emperor Palpatine, as you know. Yeah. Anakin has to take Padme to Naboo. Correct. And there we see that to keep her safe. And there, well, which is Palpatine's order. Palpatine's order, yeah. <laughs> there we see the famous dialogue writer like Sand. Da, da, da. Do you know deleted scene? That isn't actually Padme's house, it's her parents' house. Oh. And in deleted scenes, we actually do meet her parents and her younger sister. Now, one thing I will say, and this is something I was going to bring up, mm-hmm. um, which happens at this point, is. One thing that I like about Anakin's character and the way that he's shown in this, ignore it, this isn't dialogue based. This okay. is this is him as being directed. Kind of. Because yeah. there's a whole point where Padme's in bed. She's just, she's just asleep or whatever. 
and Anakin's like, oh, I can feel, oh, R2's on whatever, look out. And yeah. I, can, I can sense everything in that room. Mm. And Obi-Wan's like, oh, you're, what is it? Like, your Jedi senses aren't attuned to that yet. But then once something happens, Anakin's the first one to look. Yeah, first one to notice. Anakin's yeah. the first one. And Obi-Wan goes, oh, I sense it too. And it's yeah. like Anakin's first one. Exactly. I like that. Because you got, you, Hayden Christensen, the dialogue's not, the dialogue's a bit ropey. Yeah. But when Hayden Christensen has to act with his face, he is amazing. Yeah. You when when his mother dies in his arms, yep. you see the torment, you see the agony, you see the rage in his eyes. Like that is fantastic. When he has to act with his face, but he's not saying any of the dialogue. Yeah. When he has to act with his face, he's completely flawless. I think he's absolutely amazing. When he's doing face acting, facial expression, he is great. The dialogue, not too much, but when he's when he's acting with his face, he's absolutely great. Yeah. But no, it's. There's, there's a certain parts where it's like it's really good, but it's mm. not quite got it for the whole film. Yeah, yeah. And then we lead to the big battle in on Geonosis, yep. where they're captured. The droid factory sequence is just cra- a crazy CGI hilarity of Padme going under under these kind of big presses and whatever, and droid baking the droids on Geonosis in the big foundry, and C-3PO's into antics and and R2D2's into antics. But they're all captured and brought out to the to the execution arena. Uh, there we see all the different creature design. And by the way, creature design, costumes, really action, fights, fighting stars of the Jedi. The designs are really awesome. The designs of those gunships and the mm-hmm. Republic ships and the the acclimator class assault ships and even the droid designs. Yeah, like the battle, the super battle droid. You can see where the B one battle droid kind of turns into the super battle droid. Like the heads in there, the yeah. shoulders and stuff, and. All of like the droid armor, like those big spiders, like the dwarf spider droids, the IG nine spider droids. Those hail. Do you know what the hailfire droids are? Um, the ones w- on the, wheels. The wheels ones. Yeah, I love them. I love. I have a Lego set of them, and I love the design of the hailfire droid. It's just amazing. This massive like tank yeah. on these rota- rolling wheels. It's like twenty foot tall, running next to these battle droids. And they're firing these massive missile racks. I just love them. I love the design of the hailfire droid. Yeah. And even the ATT. I know you're a big fan of the, of the walkers and stuff. I do like the walkers. And the ATT looks just looks fantastic. Yeah. Like this big six-legged sort of beetle. It's got a big cannon on the back. It's all of the clone kind of android armor. But people are like the rebels versus the empire is very fun. Yeah, whatever. The rebels use hit and run tactics. Yep. The empire are very you know brute force. But clones versus droids, I can see why people love it so much because it's two quite equal armies but with very different aesthetics. Yeah. The droids are, you know, mechanized, very grungy, very, you know, um, quite industrialized. Whereas the clones are more, you know, sheen white armor and the big sort of, uh, not industrial vehicles, but kind of more militaristic vehicles, right? Yeah. We can see these big droids. They, they don't need pilot. They don't need, the droids don't need pilots. They can do it. The droids are, the vehicles are droids. The vehicles are massive droids, right? Whereas the clones are, you know, there's like, the clone walker crews and whatever, and you see all of that, and those big kind of... Uh, they've got a name, of course they have. Yep. I think it's like SPHAT or something like that. The big kind of ten-legged, massive, almost building on legs with that huge turbo laser, super turbo laser cannon on the top, which yeah. guns down those um, Lucra Hulk uh, ships. I love all that kind of stuff. The warfare style of Attack of the Clones. Like the attack portion. Yes. The warfare style, the ground warfare, is absolutely class. Like I was pausing it because because you on Disney Plus you get it in 4K. Did mm-hmm. you did, do you notice the quality is bang? 
It was really good. Um, and I was trying to pause it on those sort of battle scenes where, you know, when the Luke Hulk ship crashes into yep. Geonosis and you get that big dust cloud and all the clones and the droids are fighting in the dust. I got a great couple of screenshots of kind of the clone kind of the blue blaster fire lighting up the dust. And the amount of work that Ireland put into it is yeah. absolutely insane. It's crafted beautifully. Yeah. I've got to say, it looks... It, Star Wars will never let you down on visuals. No. It always looks incredible. Sorry, I'm talking too much. You no. say something. It's, no, it's, it's one of those things where, and I, I, we mentioned it before I mentioned stuff, the look of the films mm. are always going to be good. Mm. Always going to be good. Especially back then where it's a lot of like... ILM making props, making practical yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is loads of practical stuff. That arena is yeah. a model. Most of the vehicles are models. Yep. And there's, there is CGI, but it's on landscapes. It's on yep. backgrounds. It's on, you know, but there's like map paintings were still used, things like that. All the costumes and everything like that. It's all practical. And Palpine's office was all yep. constructed and made. It, it's... It, there is practical stuff in it. It's not like all CGI because that's a big criticism of the prequels. Like, oh, it's all CGI. Yeah, but like that or not, George Lucas is a is an innovator. Yep, he's created this technology. Attack of the Clones was one of the first films to be shot on digital. Yeah, shot on digital in two thousand and two to not use film reels, which is incredible in itself. Yeah, even though most people, you know, cinema, even though even though you know great eminent directors think that George Lucas is the devil. Because he effectively brought in the the rise of digital filmmaking, but digital filmmaking is, I'd say, more than more than less an upgrade, more than less a you know to push the technology to get it to that point is is remarkable. But no, but the look of his films is fantastic, and again, I I can't, I can't speak hardly enough of one ILM and people mm. who watch ILM because it's fantastic. Obviously, people like Adam Savage and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and. Uh, his name escapes me. Um, give me two seconds. I'm going to Google this. Uh, Grant Imahara. That's the one. Yeah. He passed away recently, last mm. year. Was Alan for a bit. And also, again, people like Doug Chang, who have mm. done fantastic work for the look yeah. of Star Wars. Absolutely love it. Um, visually, it's great. And it does enough to where you look at the prequels, like mm. episode one, episode two, episode three, and you can see visually... The style the of the difference yeah. before it gets to the originals mm-hmm. and how it kind of gets to where it's going to get, but it's not quite there yet. Because people are like, why is the original trilogy, you know, all down and, and kind of very sort of, um, well, there's a style of Star Wars kind of like, you know, sort of alien type yeah. kitbash Star Wars, you know, that's the original trilogy. Whereas why are the prequels so clean and pristine or whatever? Yeah. It's not because of the art direction change, but it's an arms race. That's what it's, it's an arms yep. race. That's why it's so, the technology is so advanced, but it goes down to where the Empire takes and just completely flatlines everything. Yep. That was my understanding. But there's a few kind of people in this that you wouldn't really expect. Like, you know, uh, first actor Rose Byrne, she's in this as Dorme, the, okay. the um, assistant to Padme, Padme's handmaidens. Of course, Jimmy Smith, as I mentioned, yep. as Bail Organa. Uh, we see Oliver Ford Davis as C.O. Bibble. In my notes, I've just got here, I've got C-O, the word C.O. Bibble in all caps, just to make sure that he's here. Nice. Yeah, C- yeah exactly. C.O. Bibble. Daniel Logan as young Boba Fett. Never seen a Star Wars film before when he did this. Nice. He's never seen, he didn't even know who Boba Fett was. He'd never seen a single Star Wars film. He was um, grown up in um, by his mother, by a single mom, who had you know quite a lot of kids. Yeah. And Daniel Logan uh, never knew his father. So when he was with Tamura Morrison, it was kind of like he'd found his dad, which I think is amazingly cute. You know, and even on set, Tem, Tem has talked about, you know, takes him under his arm and says, you know, call me dad now, you know, while we're here. Yeah. And I'll call you son just to get a bit of bonding going between us. And, the, and I recently watched the, I don't want to spoil my wreck, 
So I won't mention it, but I've seen something recently which does kind of help you see that bond between Daniel Logan and Tamora Morrison, which I think is absolutely amazing. Okay. And Tamora Morrison's made a complete killing out of this. Yes, yes. You know, not only playing the clones in this on episode three, but in being Boba Fett and Book of Boba Fett and The Mandalorian, you know, voicing Boba Fett and Battlefront and that kind of thing, and Django, obviously. But Tem has done a really good job of making kind of Star Wars his almost his yeah. thing, which is great. And I love Tamora Morrison anyway, so it was very happy to see him here. Again, we have such great characters as Watto is back in this. He is. Uh, Old, disheveled. Watto. Dexter Jetster. Can we, can we stop a minute? Can we okay. stop the review for a second? To talk about Dexter Jetster. Did you see the scene in the bar? Obi-Wan goes in, he's there. He goes, Obi-Wan! And that's everyone's gift reaction now to when Ewan McGregor is in something. It's Dexter Jetster saying, Obi-Wan! Hey, what do you know? I've got that in my notes as well. I've got that in full caps. Hey, what do you know? You see, this is one of the things where I was watching this film. It was my, well, what do you know? I had completely not seen this Film you don't remember Dexter Jetster? I don't remember the whole American Diner thing. Dexter Jetster! And I was like, why is there an American Diner? Why is Obi-Wan like getting a pit stop having a coffee somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> You're having a Jawa juice. <laughs> do you know what Jawa juice is? Uh, I'm assuming it's something to do with Jawas. Yeah, it's an alcohol. It's not actually juice. It's not actually Jawa blood. It's not ju- like I used to think it was. It yeah. doesn't actually juice from a Jawa. It's kind of like Jawa beer almost. Nice. It's like made with fermented grain and bantahide. Oh, that is Awful. What? Have you seen what Dex looks like in the Skywalker saga? Dexter Jetster, what his minifigure? Yeah. I have seen it, in fact. Yeah. Awful. No, it's not that bad. <laughs> he's got four arms, he's got the mustache, he's, he's got, got, a, got a gut. And I know what he has what it looks got a gut. Like. He's got a gut and he's got a gullet. What's but wrong he, with that? He's it, Dexter Jetster. Because he's thin, he's a minifigure. <laughs> What's wrong with Dexter Jetster? I can't believe there's an issue with Dexter Jetster here. That can't be a real funk. No, it's you know, not Dexter Jetster knows Maz Kanata from episode. Seven, do you know that? I didn't know that. Oh. Surprisingly, I'm not caught up on my Dex law. Dexter, you know what Dexter Jetster's nickname nickname is? Dexy Jet. Great. Dexy Jet. That's great. If that is. Dexter Jetster. Who come up with that? A Jawa juice is also called Ardies. If you didn't know that, that's it's kind of a technical term. Yeah. And it's um, a beverage that originated on Tatooine and was made of bantahide mashed with fermented grains. So it's kind of like beer. It's kind of like beer, I guess. It's kind of like having a pint. Going down to the diner and having a pint. Yeah. Love Dexter Jetster. Love, um, I said, the Kaminoans that I mentioned. Love all the Jedi in the background who don't say a word. Uh, Plo Koon, Kit Fisto even. Oppo Rancisis. Do you know yeah. Oppo Rancisis? Uh, I don't, so I'm, I'm He's co- the guy with the weird tail and the big beard of the Jedi Council. I'm currently reading a Reddit thing about okay. how Dexter Jetster and Maz Kanata have apparently canonically dated. Yeah, they have. Great. <laughs> uh, Oppo Rancisis, <laughs> Barris Offi, Luminar Unduli, all these characters that don't say anything, but yeah. just stand in the background. Like, um, there's a character here called Tumbuktura. Oh my goodness. It's kind of like a dinosaur man, this guy. Because there's a, on, on Wikipedia, there's a cast section, and right. then under that, there's an, there's an extra section of people that have names and characters, but don't say a word. Uncredited cast, here we go. Rune Harko, Aegon Kolar, Ayla Sakura, Ayla Sakura, Pogwell the Lesser's here, Nice. Butler Swan, Lexi Dio, Slymore, you know Slymore, Palpatine's assistant, the sort of Umbaran woman? Yep. Uh, Toonbuktura, there is, Barisoffi, there you go. Tekla Me, Tekla Me now's in this. 
Oh, I best guess she is. Oh, I, didn't realize, I didn't even realize she was in Attack of Clones. She's a Clone Wars character. Oh, wow, that's really cool. Yeah. Know something new every day. Zet Jukasa. Oh, yeah. Look, right. The Jedi Librarian. This is going to be a slight iffy thing. Okay. Do you remember the Jedi Librarian, Jocasta New? Mm-hmm. I think she's evil. Great. Because she, Obi-Wan's looking for this planet Kamino. He's saying it's not on the archives. And Jocasta New's response is, oh, I'm sorry about that, Obi-Wan. We'll look right into it. Oh, yeah. that's weird. There's a gap. Oh, we'll f- try and find out. No. She, she completely ignorances him and says, if an, arc- if an item does not exist in our records, it does not exist. What's yeah. that helpful? That's not helpful, Joe Costner, is it? Not helpful No. So I'm going to go to Yoda instead. Uh, yeah, exactly. Go to Yoda and his, and his younglings. And, and they tell him the answer. Pretty much, yeah. They say it's been erased from the archive memory. You need to go to the center of gravity yeah. to find the planet. And Yoda's like, yeah, that makes sense. It. And Yoda's like, yeah, it makes sense. Thanks for the help, Joe Costner. Yeah. No help at all. Another item of trivia is that Zet Jukasa is played by Jet Lucas, which is George Lucas' son. Nice. Yeah, Luminara Unduli is there. Uh, Shakti, you know, you know Shakti. What uh-huh. uh, Tambor as well. Um, Sun Fak. Oh yeah, Sun Fak. That is. Um, That's his name, Ofcom. Yeah, that is Sun Fak. S U N F A C. Yep. Sun Fak. Uh-huh. And he's uh, the, the assistant <laughs> Keep to... Keep saying uh, it, it's fine. <laughs> he's the assistant to Poggle the Lesser. He's Poggle yep. the Lesser. He's a Genosian. He's a Genosian. Yeah. Uh, Shumai and San Hill are named as well. Uh, Magaluf. That's a place. <laughs> no, it's an alien. Okay. Look, Magaluf. <laughs> Great. It's also a place. And yeah, he's voiced by Matt Wood. <laughs> nice, of course he is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Matt Wood also voiced the B1 battle droids. Nice. And Seboka, which I think is uh, Seboka's brother. Yeah. 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 There is, yeah, he's a dog. Yeah, I think so. Unless they have really, unless they're not related and they have really similar names, like we found out recently with Newt Gunray and Root Gunay, yeah, who are two completely different characters, Definitely. but have very similar names. Um, what a weird film, Attack of the Clones. Is. It's it's really strange. It's really strange. Shall we shall we give see if we can rate it? Uh, yeah. I'm gonna give it an eight. I... No, I'll give it an eight point five just to really okay, pump I'll, it up. I'll, I'll give it an eight. Okay. Um, I'll give it an eight. Can't remember what I gave Phantom Menace. Do you Could... not just right? Let me ask you this question now, okay. and you're gonna have to defend yourself here. Why? Why don't you like Attack of the Clones? I don't dislike it. Why? Yeah, but give me why don't you like? Why do you like it, or why don't you not like it? I I would say in terms of films, I I would say I, I like this film rather than dislike it. The right, only, okay. The, the dialogue's bad, but I don't hate it. Mm-hmm. It's it's passable. It's not like. It, I think I awful. can see the work in it. I can yeah. see the some films. You know, I will pointless... also say. From what I can recall from Phantom Menace, Jar Jar is more annoying in this than he is in the first film. Well, he's less annoying, I think. There's not much of him. They no, reduce but, his role no, greatly. The time he's appears, for right. some reason, I just found him more okay. annoying. I don't know what it is. Mister, so happy to be seeing you, sir. Maybe it's because in Phantom Menace, you get numb to him and it's fine. Yeah, exactly. Because, I think that because, is in Phantom because Menace. Because he's here. You see so much of Jar Jar, yeah. you're kind of numb to Jar Jar. Yeah. yeah. But now, Whereas when he's in small bits, yeah. you kind of you realise how much <laughs> of an annoyance he is. Yeah. Like, you realise that he is the one that allowed the Empire to completely seize control of the galaxy by yep. giving Palpatine emergency powers yep. to make the army of the Republic to enforce the... But it's fine, because we all know George Rabbinks is a Sith Lord, definitely. Exactly, he is the Sith Master controlling everything. Look at his eyes! <laughs> when he gives that order, and he's looking up like, yes! Yeah. Everything has gone to massa plan! Yeah. Definitely. I am the greatest Sith Lord of Darth Jar Jar. I, I, lo- I would love to fight it. I don't know why Jar Jar sounds like Mickey Mouse. I know. But... And, and, ha-ha. Ha-ha, Bisa. Ha-ha, Obi. I'd love it in episode Annie, nine. Obi. 
if when Ray like sees it just opens up and says Jar Jar Binks. It's Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> oh, I'm the greatest Sith Lord, Misa. It, you are just doing Mickey Mouse. I am just doing Misa now. Uh, anyway, my weekly wreck. Yes, this it's your week. turn. We'll talk a bit about Attack of the Clones after, but with my weekly wreck is from 11 months ago. It's straight up. It's the Attack of the Clones 20th anniversary celebration panel. Okay. From Star Wars Celebration 2022. Nice. Uh, on the panel, we've got um, Tamora Morrison. Obviously. Daniel Logan. Yep. Uh, concept artist Doug Chang is there as well. Correct. Matthew Wood from the sound team. Uh, super supervising sound director. And Anthony Daniels, C3PO himself, yes. is there. Hosted by Ashley Eckstein, who you will recognize. You know who Ashley Eckstein is? Uh, you should know. The name sounds familiar. Don't look it up. I'm not looking it up. Okay. Who does she play? She plays someone in the Clone Wars. The most famous Clone Wars character, probably, who isn't Obi-Wan, Anakin, or Yoda. Padme Amidala. No, who isn't no. Padme. That's Catherine Tabor who voices Padme in Clone Wars. Uh, Ahsoka Tana. Yes, that's right. Okay. And also, I'd like to mention that during this panel, uh, Ashley Eckstein is wearing an orange blazer. Nice. That has Ahsoka's white and blue nice. on the lapel, which looks very fashionable as well. And also, the first article that... Um, Tamora Morrison addresses is the like a bantha yeah. meme where we've shouts just, come up from the crowd of like a bantha and then he has to do the like a bantha we've discussed motion. this plenty of times have, yes, about indeed. how uh, again this is about a fourth time we've said mm. this story on this show about this point but the same Star Wars celebration there's a whole Ian McDermott thing where he's like do it, George yeah. Locals trying to say do it and he goes do it do it because you just I, exactly. the thing I hate now he does the memes I, himself you don't hate the memes oh, no no sorry. no, 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 no I, let me finish the thing I hate and I don't hate it but I hate it is the fact that there's a part in this where I, I was watching Attack of the Clones and I can't remember why because I don't think I don't think Palpatine says do it not no he doesn't point, say do it. it but there's a certain point where every now and every time I hear it would do it I just immediately say it in Palpatine's voice without yes. without thinking about it, do it. like do I was it. just sat there watching it rounding out that I was going do it and like and then my brain vein goes second later Oh, there's people running there. <laughs> just like, randomly just going, do it. Uh, John Knoll is also on the panel, <laughs> who is uh, got a big guy at ILM. Yeah. You might know from the creation of, of you know, he worked on um, episode one in, in ILM. Uh, it's a big influence on the creation of Star Wars. Uh, obviously, the prequels. So I like John Knoll. And then later on in the panel, Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen join as well. Yep. Anakin and Obi-Wan themselves. So, and it's also great to see Captain Rex, Obi-Wan, Ahsoka, C-3PO, and the battle droid General Grievous all on the stage together. Yeah. So it's about an hour long. It's a, it's a really great watch, though. Goodness me. It really tells you so much about the film and its 20th anniversary. From the Disneyland Experience YouTube channel. Nice. It is the uh, Attack of the Clones 20th anniversary celebration panel. And I'm going to give it... I'll give it another 8.5. Nice. Solid. So we hope you enjoyed our review of Attack of the Clones. This has been a bunch of fun. It's been great, really. So thank you very much. Uh, may the force be with you. It's goodbye from me, goodbye, and a goodbye from Corey. Goodbye.